Welcome to the Frisky Tipsy Libertines podcast episode two. And Janet, what are we covering today? Uh, we're doing sex toys today, Scott. Woo. Yeah. Um, and the cocktail of the evening is called a double purple tickler. Though I like to call it a double purple dick tickler, just because I like to add a little dick in there. <laughs> <laughs> It pretty much tastes like a melted popsicle. Yeah, it's uh, I'm usually more for like a beer and like whiskey and drinking some of these like super sugary cocktails. It's like, holy crap, yeah. I'm not used to it. And um, well, we put out a survey on our Twitter asking what y- you, the listeners, wanted us to drink. And um, cocktails won. Cocktails won. Uh, so we're doing this for both of you. all two of you (laughs) the two people that voted for cocktails uh you won (laughs) our twitter's growing it's it's up it's getting there it is we've got some choice followers yeah so sex toys sex toys yeah um they're great do you like them yeah good Uh, i think (laughs) I think if you're on a sex show podcast, I mean, you, I would imagine you probably that like, like have sex had toys. some history of sex toys. <laughs> so, um, if not, you should get on that. Yes. Uh, so the first topic I wanted to cover is safety. Safety first, guys. Um, so currently, there are no safety regulations on sex toys. They're sold as novelty items, so manufacturers are not required to disclose hazardous chemicals or materials that are used in toys. Right. And also, they get away with it by also being called novelty toys. Yeah. So there's no medical anything to do it. It's yeah. just... They're not medical items. They are uh, novelty items. You know, just fun toys. <laughs> uh, so the main hazardous material that's commonly used in sex toys is called phthalates and uh that is spelled with a ph that's p-h-t-h-a-l-a-t-e-s and phthalates are chemical plasticizers now what they do is they add flexibility and longevity and they can make plastics feel a lot softer and more lifelike which sounds great like that sounds like exactly what you want in a sex toy but uh, but they're toxic extremely <laughs> they're toxic um they've been banned from use in children's toys uh and they are an endocrine disruptor and what does that mean an endocrine <laughs> An endocrine disruptor is um, a chemical that can interfere with your uh, endocrine or hormonal systems. And disruptions can cause cancerous tumors, birth defects, and other developmental disorders. Fun. 
Yeah. Um, also, uh, toys pretty often have chlorine in them, which is like a sanitizing material. But when introduced to the genitals can cause uh, massive irritation, rashes. rashes. Yeah. Breakouts. <laughs> um, all kinds of nasty stuff. Which is not what you want. Um, and this is because... Uh, well, the reason that these materials are allowed in here is because they're not FDA regulated. Well, there is no regulations on sex toys like we were just talking. Like there, it's even now in today's age, it's almost like a wild west of tech sex toys. Yeah. Um, so, question for you, Scott? Yes. Do you think sex toys should be regulated by the FDA? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. I would say I want to say yes. Like obviously, I think because th- you want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I think. But the problem is, once you get into that realm, there's going to be a lot of things that are just going to get closed off, or no longer manufactured because it's not FDA approved. Yeah. So there's their double-edged sword with that. Yeah. So I would say no to that. I don't think sex toys should be federally regulated. Um. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the ingredients within them. Should, yes, that maybe yes. That, that's what you're talking about. We so should federally regulate the cancer-causing ingredients, but not federally regulate sex toys themselves. Right. Like, because who the, cares if you're buying something for whatever, or it doesn't matter which which style of sex toy you're buying. It should just be made with healthy, proper ingredients. Yeah. Um, but so the reason I don't want them FDA reg- regulated is because uh, when you get the government involved in anything, involving it, it, sex, yeah, it means that like whoever's in power uh, can at any moment, depending on the political leanings, uh, can ban these products by saying they're dangerous, therefore making it illegal to sell, own, or use the products. Right. So. Yeah, you're, like, I think, like I said, like, I don't think like sex toys should be regulated, but I think the materials that they're made with should be regulated. Correct. Like, Correct. hey, you can't hit the market if you're using any of these ingredients. And they get away with that by listing stuff on packaging for that says novelty. Because if it's novelty, that means it doesn't matter what it's what it's made out of because it's a novelty item, not because it's not like designed for medical or anything like that. Correct. And uh, there's a serious lack of sex-positive politicians out there. (laughs) (laughs) They all seem to hate sex publicly. Right. I mean, you know, privately, they're doing all sorts of things. But but they don't want to talk about that on their platform. Well, yeah, no one's going to go up there on a podium in front of like 10,000 people and be like, sex is amazing. We should... (laughs) Uh, if they did, I would totally vote for that politician. Uh, <laughs> like, finally, an if, honest politician. <laughs> like, yeah, I probably probably would work out. So, if anybody's thinking about running for office for anything, maybe a sex positive platform might. It's not going to be me, but <laughs> s- somebody out there, please Should definitely do it. Please be a sex po- positive politician. Um, so, anyways, back to the uh, toxic sex toys. Uh, so one thing you can do if you suspect <laughs> that your sex toy is dangerous is you can do a smell test because body safe materials typically don't have any smell to them. So if you open up your new sex toy and you smell it and it smells like a new shower curtain, 
yeah, it's dangerous. Don't put it in you. Right. Uh, also, look at the packaging. See where it's made. Uh, see the company. If it's from... I'm just going to say, if you're getting something from Wish.com, you should be very careful <laughs> what you're getting. Just just don't buy from Wish.com. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, at least anything you're going to be putting in your body, do not get from Wish.com. Like, We're going to get some hate mail from Wish.com. It's all right. Um, or even... <laughs> unless it's from, I would say, from a very reputable dealer online, I'd be very cautious on what you order online. Because a lot of places don't label what you're getting. Yeah. Um, side note, if you're going to be inserting something into your rectum, make sure it has a flared base. Because <laughs> if it doesn't, it's probably going to get stuck in your butthole and you need to get to the emergency room. Or if it's made out of shoddy materials, then you stick it up someplace. Let's say you use anal beads and they're not secure or whatever. And they break uh, and then you get this no. foot around. Yeah. Yeah. If you get something stuck in your butt, you have like 48 hours to get to the ER, which most people wait after 48 hours because they're embarrassed. But past that point, it gets increasingly difficult to dislodge something from your anal cavity without a very invasive and painful surgery. Good to know. Yeah. Full of fun tips like that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So moving on, let's talk about body safe materials. Um. So what you want to be looking for on the packaging is something that says non-porous. Non-porous are materials that can be sanitized and they won't hold on to bacteria. And they can be used on multiple partners without spreading infection. As long as you clean them. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Always clean your sex toys after you use them. Some are dishwasher safe. Some of them are. Yeah. Um, uh, Not all of them. I would say if it has a motor in it, you probably don't want to put it through your dishwasher. No. Uh, that's just a recipe for If it's silicone-based, it, more than likely you could put just any silicone item into your dishwasher and metal. Oh, a glass you can too sometimes. You should uh, read the care instructions. Right. Nobody them- reads the instructions that come with a sex toy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you should. Um, read the care instructions because some glass toys will say that they're dishwasher safe and other ones don't recommend that you put them through the dishwasher. So that can't handle high heat. Yeah. Um, so glass is another sex toy material that is typically safe for body use. And it tends to freak people out. Does it? I found like a lot of people who are weirded out by sex toy by glass because they're afraid it's like going to break. Well, here's why they shouldn't. Because uh, glass sex toys are typically made of medical-grade borosilicate glass. So that means that it's non-toxic, and it can withstand high temperatures and high impact without compromising its structural integrity. So, I mean, you can pretty much just bang that thing up against a desk, and it's not going to break. And when you think about, like, inserting them into your body cavities... uh, I would be massively impressed if your body cavities are strong enough to break solid glass. <laughs> that it would be a, a horrific, impressive feat to do something like that. Yeah. It's highly unlikely, though. I haven't heard too many horror stories about that. No. Or any. <laughs> I've heard of people putting glass things in their 
cavities that should not be placed in there and then it breaks and then oh like light bulbs yes yeah or, no don't put hollow glass into yourself if you're gonna be doing glass sex toys make sure they are solid glass on one of the tube channels a long time ago one of my friends showed me a guy putting a jar up his ass uh, you can only imagine how that went <laughs> Oh, my butthole hurts just thinking about it. So don't use hollow glass ever. (laughs) Please don't do that. Yeah, invest in a nice uh, borosilicate glass sex toy. Um, And borosilicate glass can also be run through the dishwasher. And then there's also metal. Yeah, um, stainless steel. They use it in surgery, so obviously it's body safe. It's really easy to clean. Non-porous. Uh, the Enjoy Pure Wand is a good stainless steel toy, in case you're looking for one. Uh, they do can start off a little cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like that, though. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can always just, like, rub it with your hands or sit on it, you know, get it warmed up a little bit before you use it. There you go. Just put on the chair while you're eating dinner, warming it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not with your family, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, that would be really awkward. Uh, can't I'm, remember the last time I sat on a sex toy in front of my family. I'm sure someone has. Probably. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> not even... Yeah. And then there's also Jelly. Oh, and jelly's terrible. Don't get jelly toys. But so lifelike. Oh, yeah. But they're carcinogens. Yes. <laughs> they're um, toxic. And they're next to impossible to clean. They are porous. They, If they fall on the carpet, you are totally fucked. Um, s- that shit is impossible to clean off. So, if you absolutely insist on sticking a jelly toy inside of yourself, like put a condom on it. Don't put it directly into yourself. Yeah. So, why is that? <laughs> because they're toxic. Um, yeah. But at least a condom gives you some sort of barrier of protection. I would recommend not doing it at all. But yeah. if you must... I would highly recommend just avoiding jelly at all costs. Yeah, when it comes to sex toys, cheaper is not better. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, this is something that you uh, want to make an investment in. Right. Uh, so uh, the most popular choice from our Twitter followers is medical grade or pure silicone toys, which, which I would I, say is my favorite too. Mine too, and I would say uh, it's even my wife's too, and. Uh, I love silicone for just how easy it is to maintain. Yeah. It is it's so easy super to clean. Easy to clean. Um, hand soap, you just throw it in the freaking, uh, in the dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> uh, side note on that. If you're using hand soap, do not use antibacterial soap. Uh, that's going to disrupt the pH levels in your vagina. Uh, and that will give you a nasty yeast infection. So just don't do that. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, I typically use like a toy cleaner. 
Um, shout out to the lion's den. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've got the toy cleaner right up at the uh, like front f- counter. We have like four like containers of toy cleaner. Like, because every time you go there and spend money, they're like, "Oh, here you like buy this much and you get this for free." So we have so yeah, much toy and cleaner. you always need toy cleaner, and it comes in a convenient spray bottle. You just spritz it on, makes it super easy. Right. Uh, but with your silicone toys. Always use water-based lubes. Lube. <laughs> <laughs> Do not use silicone lube because you will... Silicone on silicone is bad. Uh, because of the chemical composition of it, it, silicone breaks down other silicone materials. Right. Silicone lube, sticky. I mean, I get the idea that it like never really dries out, so it's always there, but... <sighs> Nobody likes sticky lube. Oh, I haven't met anybody who prefers silicone lube to water-based lubes. Like we were talking before the podcast, I'm not even sure if I've ever even used silicone ever. Like I don't ever even remember if I even had maybe like once I might've used it. I'm not prob- sure. Like, I probably did when I was young and naive. It's not great lube. Um, also, you don't want to use oil-based lube and also massage oils. Can break down silicone. I'm seeing massage oils as lube. That just sounds really painful. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it will burn a little bit. Yeah, that's going to sound like it's going to like sting. Unless you're into that. Some people are. (laughs) Some people are. Frigging. Do you know what that is, right? Frigging? Frigging. (laughs) Uh, No, what's frigging? Ooh. Oh, I cannot wait when we do the kink podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sex toy for a dollar. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you want to call it a sex toy, though. Uh, frigging, for those who do not know, is taking raw ginger root and carving oh, it into God. the shape of a butt plug or a dodo and putting it into your orifices. Oh. And it is incredibly painful. And the more you move and squirm, the more it burns. This is really popular for... BDSM punishments and some people who are pure masochists will use it as a sex toy Uh, that sounds terrible (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that is frigging well I learned something today we're gonna be learning lots of things on this podcast on this podcast journey that we have started all right uh so next topic on that note. <laughs> so I want to cover some of the best sex toys on the market, at least according to me and my personal experience. All uh, right. What about you, Scott? Uh, do you have any toys you would like to, to mention? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those oh. who don't know, Janet has like a walk-in closet, like a th- shrine of dildos. Like I do. She is a sex toy fanatic. So yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. You go ahead. It's not just sex toys. It's also full of porn, but but sex toys too. Uh, So the Satisfier Pro 2. This is by far uh, my favorite sex toy. Uh, So for those of you who have not heard of the Satisfier Pro 2, it's got like a suction sort of sensation to it. You put it on your clit, and it just sucks your clit. And uh, 
It feels amazing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it right now. <laughs> so, so how's it work? Um, like, what to do? Uh, so, I mean, there's like a button that you can change the intensity on it. Um, oh, it is rechargeable as well battery rechargeable and a charge lasts a good while so uh it makes me come super quick like within two minutes <laughs> i come <laughs> and uh my orgasms are more intense and like longer like a m- typical orgasm for me lasts about like five seconds with the satisfier pro 2 i'll come for like 30 seconds like Damn. Like it just keeps going. Like I have to like physically take it off to stop. <laughs> uh, who makes that? You know, I I have no idea, but they are amazing. Bless them. Like mad scientists. Bless like them this so much. Geniuses who <laughs> figure this thing out. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, so I've heard that some women actually report like squirting for the first time using the Satisfier Pro nice. Two. Uh, which is not something that happened to me. Um, I can squirt, but I have not squirted with a Satisfier Pro too. What else do you have? Like you have, you have like a treasure trove of things. So, oh, what I else do. is like one of your favorites? So, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the Hitachi Magic Wand. Um, Hita- real, real quick before you go on. Okay. That is one of the toys my wife is absolutely petrified of okay <laughs> yeah like, i was scared like, of it for a really long time terrified. too <laughs> like, she's like nope nope just just no just nope it's hilarious yeah so i used to be afraid of it now uh, my fear is on the sibian but i think it's sibian maybe it's a sibian i don't know the thing is sit on a straddle yeah, it's super expensive, um, and it's massive, heavy vibrations that you sit on. Um, someday, someday I'll work You're my way up to that. But uh, anyways, the Hitachi Magic Wand. So Hitachi is a name brand, uh, which is a very old toy. Uh, well, not very old. I mean, 60s, 70s, I think is when it first came out. I think just about everyone probably knows or has seen one at least once. Yeah. So it's like a back massager, pretty much. Like you plug it into the wall. <laughs> um, and the uh, Hitachi original is actually a porous material. I believe it's body safe, uh, but it's still porous. Like it's kind of a spongy material. So if you're going to be using that, you can't like use it on multiple partners because it can't be properly sanitized. There you go. Funny story about Hitachi. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, the first sex toy I ever bought was a Hitachi. And I didn't even know it because I thought it was a back massager and I bought it at a garage sale. I was like oh, eight God. years old. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this thing and I was who's like who's selling oh, that who at a garage sells, sale who sells, first off who sells it at a garage sale and who sells it to a child so I come home with this thing and I'm like hey mom I bought a, a, a back massager and she's like oh that's really nice meanwhile I didn't know this until late, much later on her and my grandmother are freaking out because they were having a garage sale of their own and then like they distracted me with something else I like went away and did something and they threw it away <laughs> So uh, my first sex toy I ever purchased was one of those. 
So I have a very similar story to that, actually. Uh, the first sex toy that I ever bought, I was probably 12. Uh, <laughs> and I knew it was a sex toy when I was buying it. Uh, so there's this like little independently owned thrift store in my town. And uh, it's run by really old women. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's this sort of charity thing. So like all the money goes back to charity. But they had like an original pocket rocket vibrator. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it was like space stick looking, like silver. And it had like a clear tip on it. Uh, they had it. They clearly didn't know what it was because they had it with the flashlights. Oh, that's <laughs> like awesome. Flashlights <laughs> and a pocket rocket. And I bought it for 50 cents. <laughs> Please don't tell me you used it. I did not use it. <laughs> I did like, not use it. Do you still no. have it? Um, I probably do somewhere. As I know, you just kind of like have a dodo collection and vibrator collection. So that'd be cool um, just for your collection. If I do have it, it's probably not. Like, I know it's not with my vibrator collection. It's probably like at my parents' house. <laughs> that's, even, that's even better. Um, but yeah, I bought it when I was with a friend of mine. And we both knew what it was. And we were like, oh my gosh, these old ladies totally don't know what this is. Uh, and we used to love to... Uh, do these social experiments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, like, we would stage... Um, we would stage these interactions with people where we would put it in our purse and then, like, trip and, so like, have it, have it fall out of your purse and just see if, like, people would pick it up and hand it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how we used it. It wasn't for sexual purposes. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was the first sex toy I ever bought. 50 cents used sex toy from a thrift store. The first sex toy I got when I was actually, like I would say, of age was my 18th birthday. My friends bought me a strap-on as a joke. And they bought me a very thick rubber ball gag. Like Pulp Fiction style, like smelled like raw rubber ball gag. And they mm. got me that for my 18th birthday as a joke. And I have no idea what ever happened to either one of those items. But I did beat my friend up with a dildo. That was funny as hell. But <laughs> so that was uh, my adventure into the sex toys. <laughs> Took a little bit longer for me to actually start getting the sex toys I actually use. Like beyond just yeah. like... Beyond just like devices, because you know, like I don't necessarily see like handcuffs and stuff like that as sex toys. I'd see that as jewelry. I see that as gear. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, there's like sex toys, and then there's like sex gear, and then there's like sex furniture. So, you know, I used to buy a lot of like uh, wrist locks and ankle locks for restraints and gags, blindfolds ropes <laughs> so i was getting uh-huh. already like even like by the time i was like 19 i was already getting like pretty heavily into that stuff yeah so. uh i bought i bought a pair of handcuffs while i was on a beach vacation with my family <laughs> <laughs> they had them in like one of those you know 
beach shops where right. you get hermit crabs and stuff. They had a pair of handcuffs without a safety lock on them. <laughs> oh, shit, legit ones. <laughs> yeah, they, they had no safety lock on them. Um, I don't know why they were selling them at a beach store, but I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy these. And then I wore them as bracelets for a while. Um, I also got some bondage gear from the dollar store. Uh, when Okay, so this, this is going to be a podcast for much later on. We should do a whole episode just on pervertibles because I have made and found some incredible stuff using dollar store items. Yeah. But not being inserted. I would never use anything for a dollar store to be uh, inserted yeah, Definitely into. not. But you it's can make all safe. kinds of fun things from dollar store materials. It's pretty amazing like how much money you can save if you're crafty. Yeah. I got uh, like those Christmas ropes. They were like red ropes. <laughs> that I like I don't even know what you're supposed to use them for. Like maybe they go on a Christmas tree or something, but they were like red braided ropes. Okay. And they had kind of a silky material on them and they're great as restraints. Do you still use them? Um I still have them. That's amazing. I still have them. I don't really use them uh as much anymore cuz I don't have a headboard on my bed. And that's how I used to use them was like tying them around the headboard and around the wrists. Gotcha. Uh, so now that I don't have a headboard, I just use a under the bed restraint system. But anyways, uh, back to the Hitachi wand. <laughs> I've got more to say on that. Okay. <laughs> wow, we went totally on a totally uh, Wait, tangent there. Well, this is what we do. Uh, so the Hitachi wand, probably one of the reasons that your wife is so afraid of it uh, is uh, it's known for its super heavy vibrations. Like on its lowest setting, it's usually like the highest setting on a regular vibrator. I have not graduated from the first setting. <laughs> I was just saying, those things have made my like, my arm numb. Like just like holding it and using it, it has made like my arm numb. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's been known to give like super intense orgasms. And if you would like a visual of this, I highly recommend looking up some of Owen Gray's work. Owen Gray's a porn star. And uh, he frequently uses Hitachi ones on the women that he's with. And they have uh, real super intense orgasms. You can also use them for forced orgasms. <laughs> you can yes. I've seen them in a lot of uh, uh, bondage yep. sort of strap them to the leg and just let go and just leave it there <laughs> uh, so the Hitachi wand versus some of the other wands on the market uh, as I discussed earlier the Hitachi wand has a porous head so it can't be cleaned as easily uh, and it also plugs into the wall so that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I personally like the rechargeable one because what if the power goes out? How am I going to have my intense <laughs> orgasms? <laughs> well, probably with my other uh, what, your, arsenal. Your, your mini, my arsenal mini of plethora sex of sex toys. <laughs> like, gee, I don't know. This one doesn't work. What am I going to do? Oh, no. But I could see how having it plug into the wall would be more convenient. Like if you hadn't haven't had time to charge your toy. But... Uh, so I've got the Evolved Mighty Metallic Wand. What so the heck is it's, that? It's a rechargeable wand. It's black. Uh, and it's got a medical-grade silicone head, so it's not porous. It's easy to clean. Uh, but there is a problem with it. Uh, it's charging cord fucking sucks. 
<laughs> what, kind of, what kind of card does it uh, what kind of chord does it take so like the chord is a magnetic chord like oh. one with two uh, magnetic prongs on it but instead of being at the end or the bottom of it like you would think it is it's like in the middle of the handle and the cord that they give you has a super weak like magnet in it so it doesn't stick on like with the original cord i could not get it to charge so i actually contacted the company because this thing's got like a five-year warranty or something so i contacted the company about it and they sent me a replacement cord with a mini vibrator uh for free so that was cool but the replacement cord they sent me also did not work (laughs) but it didn't work but um, tip for any of you out there with this toy that can't get it to charge, the charging cord for the Satisfier Pro 2 works perfectly because it's got the same two magnetic uh, prongs on it. But the charging cord with that has like rounded edges, so it gives you a bigger surface and it's got a stronger magnetic pulse. So it fits perfectly and it charges great on there. But uh, if I didn't have that Satisfier Pro 2 cord, uh, I'd just be shit out of luck, I guess, because I couldn't get it to charge without it. So the last toy that I wanted to bring up is called the Eva 2, which I actually just got for the Black Friday sale at Lion's Den. I don't know if you saw the picture I posted on Twitter of the many, many things that I bought. (laughs) The most expensive item that I got was called the Eva 2. Uh, and this is, I'm going to try and describe this. (laughs) It's like a little alien vibrator. It's a super strong vibrator and it's got two prongs on either side of it. It's very small. Uh, and the two prongs go under the labia. So it puts vibrations on your clit. Um, you can use it for solo play and you can use it with a partner. Uh, solo play is what I tried first just to see how I liked it because there's different ways that you can fit it in Uh, but this is actually the first time that I have masturbated and had a hands-free orgasm so that was an accomplishment Uh, so I really liked that Um, oh also the charging pod makes it look like even more of an alien it comes in this little thing that kind of looks like, you know, an Echo or Alexa or something. Right. It's got a frosted plastic top that you can put on it. So it's just this little pod that plugs in and uh, you can just stick it in your kitchen. Nobody's going to know that you're charging a sex toy. And the charge on it is totally magnetic. So there's no like prongs, which makes the material totally submergible. So you can even use it in the bathtub. And it's totally fine. Nice. It's got three settings. I haven't done it on the third setting. (laughs) (laughs) Usually the first or the second one is good enough. Um, And my husband fucking loves it. Um, So we'd experimented before with vibrating cock rings, which are something that I really like. But he didn't like how tight they were around his dick. Uh, which made it uncomfortable for him. So, like, halfway through, he'd be like, i just got to take this thing off. Uh, so, this gives me the same amount of vibration on my clit, but without any of the pressure on his dick. So, he absolutely loves it. I've never had any issues with the vibrating cock rings. I've tried, like, all different kinds. Like, they never really did vibrate. 
it's not like that. I never found them uncomfortable. Instead of that, I was always like, cool, whatever. I mean, if you want to use this, I'm cool with it. But I have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see. Um, trying to think if I have anything I'd recommend that. Uh, oh, you said that you had bought your old girlfriend a Lilo? Yes. A. Is that what? I think it's called Lilo, like yeah. L-E-L-O. It looks like, like a clam, and it goes, part of it, like, imagine if you did, like, your, uh, did your hand, where you just held up your hand, and your, all four of your fingers are together, and you bring your thumb down. It looks like that. <laughs> like and, C is for cookie. Right. <laughs> and it goes around into inside, and it, like, laps on the outside, and she fucking loved this thing. <laughs> and it was, like, $130, and... Eden Fantasies used to do a promotion where if you had an account with them, you could gain points. And with their point system, it was actually a currency. So I racked up, because I was working from home at the time, I racked up almost $600 on their website. And I was just like, I was just buying any, I was like, sure, whatever. I was buying stuff even for friends. I was like, hey, I have all these points. Does anybody want anything? Because I am not, <laughs> don't need $600 with the sex toys. I mean, I bought... Porno. Hey, Dad, what yeah. do you want for Father's Day? I've got all these points. <laughs> like for my friend's birthday, so I was buying porn. I was getting sex toys for people. I was like, here, I, I have so much money from this site. And so I was trying out stuff too. Uh, but she loved that Lilo. That was one of the best investments. Um, uh, from there, I actually got to use the Clona Willy. Oh. oh. Have you seen those? Where you... Uh, take uh a silicone liquid and mold your penis into a vibrator is it is it flesh colored or they have different colors they even have glow in the dark and it's a tube and it is the most awkward thing i've ever done I, i've done a lot of awkward <laughs> shit <laughs> a lot of strange shit but so you take this it comes in a plastic tube and you it has like a ruler inside of it so you have to measure, it's been a while since I did it, but you have to like measure from like literally from like the base all the way to the tip. And then you have to cut the tube to length and then you fill it up with the silicone. And then this is the tricky part. You got to stick your junk into some cold liquid silicone <laughs> and be able to hold it there for about five minutes while hard so it can clone you. That so, doesn't seem awkward at all. Yeah. So luckily, uh, my ex at the time put on a really skimpy outfit and gave me, I think she was like, she played with me for a while. She gave me head. And then she's like, okay, we're doing it now. Got cock ring out, put it on, held it there for like five minutes. Luckily, I was able to maintain it. <laughs> Still not sure how I pulled that one off. And then after you get the mold, then you pour the liquid into it. And then after about two days, you have a dildo made out of your penis. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a woman, I don't know if you've heard of her, called uh, Cynthia Plastercaster. She she was this groupie who like oh, made yes, molds yes, of yeah, like rock stars I've, penises yes, in the 70s, about. I think. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. So yeah, it's really awkward to like cram your junk in some cold cold white wet thick silicone <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it would be attractive or you know whatever but no it's it's really it's really awkward 
So, um, another toy that I got when I was at the with the Eden Fantasies like massive hookup was a toy called the Maven, and it is very alien looking, and it's a tube. So it's not like a flashlight or anything like that. It's just a tube. It is made out of all the materials. Of, it's not made out of any of the materials we covered. So it's all throw. What is it? Uh. So it's not made out of any materials like the tholates or phthalates. phthalates. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. So it's not made out of any, like the phthalates. It's not made out of anything that was like toxic or cancerous. It's from a really reputable company. Uh, it's called Maven, and that thing was incredible. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez, it felt so good. But uh, the only thing I don't like about strokers, my biggest problem is the cleanup afterwards. Yeah, like it's not like it's not like a, like a dildo or something like that where you just go off and you can clean or whatever. It's like sometimes you have to drain these things out depending <laughs> if it's like if luckily this one was like flippable. So you can flip it inside out and clean it. So that wasn't that bad. But like with strokers, a lot of times you got to put lube in there and then you ejaculate inside it. So now you got all this fluid. And you have to get rid of all that. It's just I don't know. It's, to me, it's like a, the biggest turnoff right afterwards. I'm like, oh, wow. And I like, so then it gets to the point where like, oh, I want to use this thing again. I'm like, hey, do I really want to use this again? <laughs> <laughs> it felt great, but it's just it's kind of a, it's just like, oh, now I got to clean this thing out take and stuff. Ca- take care of the Maven. She serviced you. So, she made you feel good. Uh, Respect her afterwards. Recently, uh, uh, another toy that we, my wife and I have used, and it's amazing, is the sports sheet strap-on. All right. Well, sports sheets who made the under-the-bed restraint system right. that I have. So sports sheets company. makes a, this is a very good uh, general starter kit for pegging. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, pegging's pretty hot right now. Yeah. And uh, so got into it. Uh, four years ago or something like that. I really enjoy it. It's not like an everyday cup thing, but it's like <laughs> on the occasion, like, yeah. But um, the one thing that sucked about the sports, sh- the, the sports sheets is the dildo comes with it is really short. So it's yeah. not very, it's not long enough to really like, my wife kept like popping out every time she was using it. So yeah. it's kind of short. So actually what I recommend is... The Tantus, who makes incredible toys, uh, silicone-based toys, is the Leisure. And they make a vibrator, but you can also use it without the vibrating function. And it works well. And it also works as a great strap-on because it's totally smooth. It has no lips or curves. So, recommend that. All right. Easy to clean. I told you I was going to throw you for a loop. Yeah. (laughs) So, now we're going on to bad sex toys. Bad sex toys. Um... So really, I just have one note on bad sex toys, and it's not anything that's on the market. Well, I mean, obviously, we've talked about the phthalates and toxic stuff that you don't want to put in your body. Uh, That's a lot of sex toys out there. Uh, But really, I just wanted to say, uh, don't put fruit in your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put fruit in your vagina. Uh, Anything that's got sugar in it is, again going to throw off the pH level in your vagina and give you a terrible yeast infection. Right. So just don't do it. Don't put fruit in there. <laughs> I uh, once used a prostate massager that 
supposed to massage your prostate and also the prenum on the outside. So per- I think it's perineum. Perineum. So it looks like kind of a hook. Yeah. And that fucking thing hurt like all hell. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no joy in whatsoever. It was just like getting yeah. stabbed when, on the outside. Yeah. It's, well, was, the, the perineum is a very sensitive area anyways. You have to stimulate it correctly. Right. So this thing was supposed to, it, it was awful. It was, oh God, it was so horrible. Yeah, like even uh, like your fingertips are typically not good for uh, stimulating the perineum. Right. They say that if you're going to do that, you should use your knuckle because it's more blunt, not right. so pressure sensitive. Um, I, don't know. I think it's just a finger down there works. You you like just, a finger down there? Yeah. As long as it's not too hard, it works. All right. I feel like your scale. pain tolerance is probably higher than, <laughs> than a lot of people. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that could be true too. <laughs> uh, oh, I also wanted to bring up accessories. Oh, yeah. Uh, which really, I just have one that I wanted to mention, which is nipple clamps, which is something that I love. But it was a learning curve for me. I definitely had to figure out what I liked when it came to nipple clamps. Uh, the first pair that I ever got a boyfriend bought for me and uh so i'm irish <laughs> and i have huge nipples uh so, <laughs> so uh i did not know there were varying sizes of nipple clamps and oh. these were meant for people with small nipples like they said like size small oh, no. on them uh which maybe he thought like oh she wears a close size small I'll get her this small nipple <laughs> uh, Yeah, they hurt like hell. They were way too tight. And uh, also, you couldn't adjust them at all. Um, they were made for small nipples. And I, I just don't have them. And they were super uncomfortable. Uh, so I learned my lesson there. Uh, so there's a lot of different kinds of nipple clamps out there. There's ones that clip on, like clothespins. Or you could actually use, use clothespins. But if you're going to do that, make sure you use like sanded down wood because the last thing you want is a splinter, splinter in your here. nipple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also the ones that are like two long prongs and they've got like a metal or a rubber ring that you can slide up the prongs to adjust the tightness on them. Uh, so those, I mean, they're enjoyable, but... Th- the thing I find about them is they can easily fall off during sex. Right. There's also rubber bands. Rubber bands? Yeah. Have you heard of this? No, I've never <laughs> used rubber bands so, on my nipples. Um, I am definitely more into the kink realm, and Janet is more into the, not vanilla, but what would you say? I would definitely not say vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not vanilla at all. But you're... I, 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 I don't know. Well... I feel like I'm more uh, pleasure driven. Okay, <laughs> yes. that's good. That, that's that's actually a really good, like term. But yeah, there's uh, rubber bands, almost like the ones you'd use for like uh, your braces. When they like use rubber bands for or braces. like the hair ones. Yes, yeah, like the really small ones. Uh, you can use those as well, and it can cut off the circulation, so you have to be very careful with them. But what happens is, is after you remove them, all the blood rushes to the tips of the nipples, so it's even like even more of a sensation. Good or bad, depending on your level of tolerance. I'll have to try that. Uh, 
so the best nipple clamps that I found are the ones that uh, have like a tiny metal screw on the side of them. So you can adjust them how you need them. Like they're metal and they've got like rubber around the tips. So that's what goes on your nipple. And then there's this screw where you can adjust like how wide they go. Uh, And I usually like to try it like, you know, spaced out. And then as things progress, do you just tighten them and tighten them a little bit more? You can also use those in a sensation play. Yes. Where you could slowly crank that where it gets to the point where it's like terrifying because you're not sure how much more you're going to (laughs) go. I mean, I have my limits. Also, there's another thing like the suction chambers. Have you used those? I've never used those, no. So it's pretty much like a penis pump for your nipples. Uh, <laughs> like it looks like a tiny little penis pump, but it goes on your nipples and it's got kind of like a big plastic crank on the top mm-hmm. and you can crank them to adjust the suction on your nipples. Um, and they will act like a penis pump does. Yeah. Uh, your nipples will get huge. <laughs> it definitely increases blood flow and the size of your nipples. Another thing you use is actually a snake bite kit that sucks out venom. I've I've heard of yeah, that um, before. I've actually done it. It uh, it's very interesting. It's <laughs> it's very. It doesn't like hurt hurt. It's not like it's like it's not so it's not like a clamp where it can really pinch or anything like that. But it's a really strange sensation. Probably some close some, some to what you're talking about, yeah, I but bet without, it's without the because there's no like pump sucking it out, so it's just the suction holding onto your nipple. So it's a very strange sensation. Yeah. Uh, well, the kit that I got actually came with three of them because you're supposed to put one of them on your clit, but I've been too afraid to put it on my clit, so I haven't tried that yet. But uh, but it is a fun sensation for the nipples. It's definitely intense. <laughs> I can't take it for too long. Like I can definitely take the nipple clamps for longer than I can take the suction chambers. Interesting. I would see the airway around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. No, it's definitely the nipple clamps. Alright. Do you have anything else to add to the uh, sex toys or successories? Successories. Successories? Successories. That's a word that I just kind of made up i mean uh, <laughs> i guarantee you some and sex shop and i'm like, sure that some people have used this word before it's too catchy and too good to not have been used uh, yeah <laughs> so i'm, I'm sure, sure somebody somebody somebody's used it um i'm trying to think. like i said i have like we have like a lot of gear so you know there's a lot of because again i'm pretty heavily into bdsm so we have a lot of implements and stuff like that paddles whips stuff like that so i think that would be for more of a later on podcast. Yeah, i think that's gonna be that, a that could cover up, yeah, that, <laughs> i think there's too much to cover in just this little bit so i don't really have too much to offer except for what i was saying earlier like about the dollar stores where that you can find all kinds of really interesting stuff at a dollar store like blindfolds and yeah. weird stuff that you can I definitely want to do an episode on that like, oh, yeah, a whole episode like on do it do it yourself sex toys um once again everything that we've been talking about today like all this all the toys we've been talking about will be on our blog on our website so you can see the pictures and you can get links to where you can find those all right so uh, moving on we're gonna learn something today 
Uh, we're going to talk about the history of vibrators. Woohoo! Uh, so, did you hear? And this has no fact-based. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to start off. We're going to talk we're, about the history of vibrators. We're going to learn with something. No facts. <laughs> There's no facts involved. Uh, <laughs> no, but the first thing that I I saw when I started doing research on um, uh, like the first vibrator was uh. It's claimed that Cleopatra first uh, used a hollowed-out gourd filled with live bees as a vibrator. I think I have heard that before. <laughs> sure. There's no factual evidence I... in this. But uh, that sounds like a terrible fucking idea. Like, can yeah, you imagine a bee really... sting on the vagina? Like, how do you keep the... Like, how would you get those in there? You'd have to use, like, a funneling system to get the bees in there. And then, like, find some way to plug it off to keep them in there. Like, cork them, I guess? I have a feeling that's just a giant myth. I'm, like, sh- I'm sure that it is. I just thought found, it was entertaining. They found, like utensils like dating back to like prehistoric areas where you know they realized there was a dildo or you know carved. Like, oh that, yeah, that, like, like carved rocks, dildos like, for sure. Like rocks that are smoothed out into that shape and stuff. So I mean, like, this yeah, is, you know, back when you know women were more liberated. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cleopatra <laughs> was very liberated. liberated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see how that myth came about, uh, but yeah, that just so what's, what's that move? sounds like some Flintstone shit, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> like, like Fred Flintstone would use a gourd filled with bees. <laughs> hey, well, I got the bees. We're gonna shake them up now. Let's go. <laughs> okay, moving on to so, the like nineteenth or eighteenth century. Okay, okay, uh, we're gonna move on to the Victorian era. Um, so. The popular story that people like to tell about the Victorian era is that um, women were often diagnosed with a condition called hysteria, which had a range of conditions, uh, anxiety, insomnia, irritability, loss of appetite, and bloating were some of the reasons women could be diagnosed with hysteria. And uh, the condition was treated through pelvic massage pretty much just a hand job yep um to produce an orgasm which would then restore her to full health <laughs> your health meter goes yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> um it's probably more like fuck okay i'm done thank you go away i'm gonna pass out now like thanks <laughs> like. i mean if my doctor were giving me a hand job <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh, I've got to go to the doctor again this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, So doctors did not like this because it was time consuming and an arduous process. <laughs> so the vibrator was invented by Dr. J. Mortimer Granville to save labor. So that that's the popular... Um, story, story that people like to tell. And it was made popular by the 2011 movie starring Maggie Gyllenhaal called Hysteria, uh, which was based off Rachel Maine's book, The Technology of Orgasms, written in 1998. Is that movie based like off like that story? Uh, the So the movie was based off of the story in Rachel Maine's book from 1998. However, Maine admits herself 
it's a hypothesis. Yeah. It's not based in any fact. There's no evidence in any medical textbooks describing stimulating the clitoris. In fact, the clitoris has been removed from textbooks many times throughout <laughs> history. <laughs> we don't like to uh, talk, about, talk about women's anatomy or women having any sort of pleasurable sensations uh, outside of, you know, conception. Right. Uh, so what we do know is Dr. J. Mortimer Granville did invent the vibrator to use on men for headaches, indigestion, and constipation. All right. Uh, but there's no evidence that he ever used it on women. That's really interesting. It's <laughs> <That's> very interesting. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about the Comstock Act, which was passed by Congress in 1873. Uh, and that outlawed obscene articles. Uh, it made it so that you couldn't send them through the postal service or you couldn't cross state lines with them. And obscene articles could be any of the following. Uh, sex toys, contraception, uh, things that caused abortions, even personal letters oh my God. that contained explicit sexual content. You could not write somebody a pornographic letter and send it in the mail. Uh, and this was in effect and not repealed until 1965. So that's almost a hundred years of sexual repression where wow where no wonder sex there toys was like a boom in like the 60s and the 70s oh yeah 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 <laughs> like, no wonder. i think i can't even remember the name of it i think it was like the association of free love or something like that that campaigned to repeal this ridiculous Jeez. legislation uh, well it's like arizona they tried to pass the uh the sex act where it like all like sexual materials were going to be banned or illegal. But the reason why it was actually failed and it actually became known as like the dildo law. But the reason why it <laughs> failed was because it didn't classify enough. So it wasn't. So the, the head politician was un did not feel comfortable enough passing it because there wasn't enough restrictions or understanding on what the law was trying to clarify. So too many things could either fall by the wayside or too many things would be lumped into it that didn't belong there. Yeah. We also have the uh, obscene device law that was passed in Texas in 1973, and that outlawed vibrators and artificial vaginas. This law is technically still in effect, but a court judge declared it unconstitutional and unenforceable in 2008. So, I mean, it kind of doesn't count. But it is still, still on the books. Still, it's yeah, like it's a, books. just a bizarre law. There's right. another one um, in Alabama. It is called the Anti-Obscenity Enforcement Act. And that was passed in 1998. It was a statute that criminalized the sale of sex toys. Right. So you couldn't so, sell them. So there's a uh, couple things online where it says like Alabama and Arizona, it's illegal to own a sex toy. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not true. You can actually own a sex toy in those states. Um, Alabama actually has some sex toy shops you can go, but you actually do have to fill out a waiver 
when you buy them stating you have some kind of like medical alignment, like you have a headache or something like that. And that's how <laughs> they found the legal loophole of selling them in the States. I've got a really killer headache. Could I just have an orgasm, please? But <laughs> what interested me was, so I was trying to research on like, if there are any states actually had bans and actually enforced bans on sex toys. And I didn't find anything. But what I did find interesting was... Every state I looked up, so what's like Arizona, which is one of the most conservative states when it comes to sex toys. Um, if you type in Arizona sex toy or Arizona sex shop, you might get like one or two hits. And then it's a bunch of other like just stuff. It's not really even that like entertaining or interesting or it's articles not about that. But if you type in other states, like I typed in Rhode Island sex toy just to see because I also heard Rhode Island had some stiff laws. I typed that in and it said top 10 best sex toys in sex shops <laughs> in Rhode Island. So it's really interesting that some states like like welcomes it. It's like, oh, here, blah, 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 blah. Here's all these places. And other states, it's like you, it's like hidden. Like you have to go through Google to find these. It's kind of interesting. That's that to me was the most interesting aspect. I find it strange that Utah didn't come up because they're so strict about like I actually, I actually looked up Utah. I, I that was in other states. I looked up. I typed in Utah sex shop, and literally it like immediately gave me a link to like some a couple of like the sex shops in Utah. So, to that's me, that's the most interesting to see if you type in a state and like a sex shop to see what comes up because most time most places it's immediately going to give you a list of all the like places, but some states may only offer like one. So I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like you type in New York, it's like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New York's like, definitely got like, like, that's like Starbucks there. Yeah. There's one on every corner. Yeah, like New York, LA, Vegas. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, so when I was looking up this like Alabama legislation that's probably still on the books, but just not enforceable, uh, I found a, a new personal hero. Okay. So there is this thing that happened in 2007 where an Alabama politician by the name of Loretta Nall, who was a former Libertarian Party candidate for governor, she launched this like well publicized toy drive uh, to like against this law uh, where she had people send sex toys to Alabama Attorney General Troy King. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So a whole bunch of people just sent him sex toys in the mail (laughs) to protest this stupid law. Also, did you know sex toys are totally illegal in India and Malaysia? I did. I did see that when I was looking up uh, research on sex toy laws. I did see that there's a lot of countries where they're banned. Um, yeah, so don't travel there with sex yeah. toys. <laughs> uh, especially if you're going anywhere in the Middle East. Uh, I mean, if you're going anywhere in the Middle East, I would look up what you can, what you can and can't take with you anyway. So uh, definitely don't sell them. Uh, no. The punishment for selling a sex toy in either India or Malaysia is up to two years in prison. Jeez. Which is ridiculous. That is. <laughs> I don't want to imagine myself in a place where pleasure is so taboo. Yeah. And, uh, 
and stigmatized. That's a that's right, a word we haven't yeah. used in this episode. Right, yet. stigmatized. Well, everything we've been talking about has been kind of crazy and all over the place, and not really stigmatized because we've been talking about stuff that we yeah. like. This so. has been, yeah, this has been kind of a fun light episode. We didn't uh, we didn't go as dark as we went in our first episode about virginity. <laughs> right. Um, I'm kind of happy for that one. <laughs> But no, there's definitely places you can't take sex toys, can't use them, can't own them. You know, it's. <sighs> and I do find so it funny, <laughs> even here, it is funny because some people are really shy about talking about it, even still. Like, even like the yeah. mild stuff, like the, the tame, mild stuff, which is funny because like now you can go, like, Target sells some now in some like locations. Target? Like in, yeah, like in the pharmacy section. What like, sex toys are they selling at Target? Well, it's very, very tame and very like. Like maybe one or two items, but you can find like vibrators and dildos. You can get the the vibrating cock rings there. You can get uh, oh, what yeah. else you can get there? Lube, obviously condoms, contraceptives. So oh yeah, I heard this. But, I heard this other thing about uh, vibrating condoms. There was this uh, like TV station that refused to air commercials if they mentioned the word vibrating. In their ads. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know UDF does not sell condoms? Yes, I do know that. I do know that from personal experience. Uh, <laughs> because I... <laughs> uh, UDF, for those who are not around the Midwest area... The United Dairy Farmers. Which I think they're in on the West Coast as well. But yeah, United Dairy Farmers, it's like a gas station. And yeah. they're a Christian-owned company, so they refuse to sell... Uh, um, Condoms. Yeah. Which just cracks me up. I, I uh, just like. So once upon a time, I was about to have sex with this guy. And we were in his bed and he reached into the table side drawer and was like, fuck, I'm out of condoms. And I'm like, well, you're not fucking me without one. So you better figure <laughs> it out. Like, like he was ready to go and he's like are you serious and i'm like yeah i'm fucking serious you gotta go get a condom if you want to fuck me um so he drove to the nearest gas station which was a udf oh no (laughs) with a giant boner i'm sure um (laughs) which he told to me later that like he had to go to two different gas stations. She was like, I went to the UDF. Do you know they don't sell condoms? I went to the guy and I'm like, where are your condoms? <laughs> and he's like, uh, we don't sell those there. They're not uh, family appropriate or whatever. Yeah, whatever they say. He's like, I'm I'm pretty sure I yelled at that man. <laughs> he was like in a rage yeah. about them not having condoms. <laughs> So you had to so, drive to a whole In some other. ways, they are becoming more such, like, more attainable. I mean, hell, Spencer's gifts at the mall, that they're, like, at this point, like, any, I'd say, like, any, like, teenager. That's, like, they're pretty much their first sex shop at this point. And Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're pretty much, like, the bachelor party headquarters. Yeah. They've got a lot of, like, penis-themed items They've there. actually dialed down compared to how they were like 10 years ago they used to be like really obnoxious with all that stuff i probably haven't been to a spencer's gifts in the last 10 years well yeah it's more just more just pop culture stuff it's like hot topic generally but uh yeah they do have a wall of like sex toys which it's like oh cool all right well at least you know people are being able to obtain them without having to go to a sex shop so yeah 
I just always go to the lion's den. They have a rewards card, so <laughs> <laughs> I love my rewards cards. Uh, so I get points. I usually order stuff online. Like that's what yeah. I usually do. I occasionally order things from AdamandEve.com because right. they have a lot of we like a, freebies. Here in the city we live in, there's a we actually are lucky because we have quite a few sex toys, uh, sex shops here, and different of. Uh, not just in different companies too. We have some uh, locally owned ones. So it's pretty cool to be able to go out and find really random weird shit. Support your local, di- local, <laughs> support your local dildo salesman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Loco dildo salesman. Crazy. All right. So closing statements. Uh, I think we've covered that pretty much. Stay away from jelly. Yeah, uh, don't do jelly, it. <laughs> jelly made products. And some people love it. I mean, cool. Kudos. Just be careful. If you, if you're <laughs> Just be aware of what you're doing. I mean, people still love to smoke cigarettes, but they know they cause cancers. Right. <laughs> so if you know what you're getting into, no, that's what you're signing up for. Have you ever used it? Jelly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely used it, like, long before I learned about phthalates. Right. That is stroker. That was me. So that was jelly. Thing felt amazing. <laughs> but. Um, well, you know, pretty much anything I put in my vagina feels amazing. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, though, with sometimes, like, the strokers and stuff like that, like, flashlights, sometimes it, depending on the material sometimes it doesn't really do much it's just like oh okay wow it's just kind of there but and then other times it's like holy shit <laughs> but it just depends what's made out of at least that's my opinion i don't know i'm just one I, guy. yeah i don't have too much experience with that right i don't know too much about strokers it's really awkward they're they're really awkward i the flashlight seems to be a popular one yeah for people that want to fuck their flashlight yeah, I, you know what? I I couldn't. <laughs> I have. You couldn't fuck a flashlight. Nope, couldn't. That pocket rocket I bought was in the flashlight the, the, section. The fact that like some, usually has a some kind of human orifice on it, and they try to make it like skin like. St- no, I just can't. Nope. You don't want to fuck with like a disembodied mouth or I'm, butthole. No, I'm 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 cool with manual mode. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, like, if I were a dude, I would probably fuck anything I could put my penis into. So. That's what my wife said. I'd stick it in everything. Anything. I don't care. I'd put it in anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree with that. That's just my penis envy talking. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'm just one guy talking. But. All right. So, I think that's an episode. I think so, too. Uh also, we just want to thank uh, all of those who've been following us and sharing their stories and their experiences with us on Twitter. You can follow us there with the Libertine Show, or use the hashtag Ask the Libertines. Uh, we are also going to be reviewing some erotic stories and that some of the people have submitted to us. If you, yeah, like. we've got some great followers on our Twitter page. We do. Some are erotica. amazing. So we we follow a lot of authors. We talk yeah, to a lot of authors uh, on uh, on Twitter. Thank you to all the authors who have uh, sent us 
tidbits of their work. We're still working on a going through re- reading our way. We've through actually gotten it. quite a few, so it's pretty nice. But if you want us to, uh, if you want us to review uh, your erotica, or if you have any movies, books, toys, anything like that, we review all of that. Any media, we will review. We would love to hear about it. Uh, once again, you can contact us at ask at friskytipsylibertines.com. Visit us online at www.friskytipsylibertines.com. And once again, I'm Scott. And I'm Janet. And you've been listening to the, the Frisky, Frisky Tipsy, Tipsy Libertines, Libertines Podcast. Podcast.